It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It is Monday, Monday, Monday. We are in the Mothership, which is Studio 22, flying into the nether regions of money you can't spend because it doesn't exist. I uh, want to talk about a number of things today. I want to tell you that I am going to be uh, all over the place. I'm going to be in Lano on Thursday night and going to be... Actually, I'm going to be on the Rick and Bubba podcast. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba, the big show. Um those are my those folks in Alabama. Y'all know who Rick and Bubba is. And, of course, they also have their podcast on Blaze TV. Uh, going to be in there. You know what we're going to be talking about? Going to be talking about my book. Guess who else's show I'm going to be on Thursday morning, uh, which is the 7th, this Thursday. That's right. The one, the only legendary Glenn Beck. That's right. The Glenn Beck program going to be on there talking about my new book. Am I crazy? We'll have a little reading from it maybe later on in this Monday episode. And uh, then on the 15th, going to be in Waco, Texas. I'm taking the ragamuffins with me. We're going to have a fun show there at the Hippodrome. You can get tickets and information, watchchad.com. Then concert in the country, benefiting Boots for Troops there in Montgomery, Texas. Uh, then we're going to be bouncing all over the place, doing a lot of campaign events, running my mouth, running my mouth, running my mouth, and uh, pretty exciting stuff to come. The puppet master, Mark, the perfectionist, is driving us. He is driving us into those nether regions of money you can't spend because it doesn't exist. And, of course, Chris, Guido Sarducci, Super Mario Cruz. We're going to have so many nicknames for you. It's right. <laughs> so good. Let me ask you a question. We had a little, uh, little pop-in visitor, had Phil Labonte on the show uh, front man for the band All That Remains and numerous other bands he's worked with over the years. Dude's badass. I love him. I love his thoughts on Liberty. If you missed Thursday's episode, go back and watch it. But I just want to know, we had a little pop-in guest, uh, the, the one and only infamous outlaw, Alex Jones. Does that microphone still smell like Alex Jones, now sober breath over there, Chris? Because yes, he was using your microphone. It does. That's good, man. Which, by That's... the way, he just kicked me out of the chair and took <laughs> and it, it took the mic from the stand and just held it like he was like at a church. You know, over the years, I've known people that I would consider a bull in the china shop, but those bulls tend to get neutered sometimes. Uh, something happens, they kind of get cancel cultured or whatever. Uh, I like that about Alex Jones, right? Love him, hate him, it doesn't matter. The dude is a bull in the china shop, and he takes no prisoners, and I like that. And he needs to get me back on his show. Uh, he doesn't remember the last time I was on there because he was drunk. But now he's sober. I like that. Appreciate it. He needs to definitely have you on his show. He does. Like, I, I'll go down to Austin. I want to be on in studio. Oh, absolutely. I don't want to do the call-in thing anymore. No, no, no. No, you got to be yeah, in studio. Yeah, got to be there. Me and Alex. Just don't come back. I say CIA informant. Like, just <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, that's insanity, dude. Uh, the book, it comes out next week. It finally is coming out next week. You're going to get your copy if you pre-ordered it. Am I crazy? An unapologetic patriot takes on the insanity of today's woke world. Make sure you get it. Make sure you read it, devour it, tell your friends about it. And listen, if you're a liberal, progressive, lunatic leftist that doesn't like the truths of this book, burn it and then buy more copies and burn them too. I like the buy and burn concept of capitalism. I know that's going to violate your uh, sense of socialist rights and your sensitivities, but embrace capitalism long enough to get all of these books off the shelves. Buy them and burn them. Buy them and burn them. You do not want these things falling in the hands of your children. Folks, you don't want it falling in the hands of your children. Wednesday night, I'm going to be doing a live uh, uh, talk shop live. If you can go to talkshoplive.com. We're going to be on there uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Talk about how you can get an autographed copy of this book. And I want to get it in your hands. And let me tell you, the more I've been having to do the audio reading for this thing. It's a good book, Chris. I ain't going to lie. It, this is a good book, man. 
uh, I got to pay that ghostwriter a whole lot more money. By the uh, way, is yeah. this a record? Three chads in one shot? Let me see it. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Is, That's is, a whole lot of chads, baby. How many chads do I need in front of me? Like, if I put it over on this side, I've got, I've got two chads. One, I've got angels on both shoulders right there. <laughs> this, is, this is like, I wrote a book. I wrote a book, and I want you to understand something. It says, an unapologetic patriot. Somebody came to an event the other day, and they wanted me to publicly apologize for something I said. What did you say? I said, no, I will not apologize for words. But what did you say to apologize? I'm not going to talk about that because it will reveal who that person was. Oh. I will at least respect them uh, by not bringing up the, the details that they said. We want you to apologize for something you said on a video. And I said, uh, no, I will not. I will not apologize for words. I will not apologize for words. And they were like, oh, well, I said, hey, why not? And I said, because if I apologize for that, I got to apologize for everything. Don't y'all understand how this works? Once I start apologizing, I got to apologize for all of it. An unapologetic patriot. You can get it at Books a Million. Get it at Books a Million. Get it at Barnes and Noble. You get it at Amazon. Buy it at a local bookshop. I don't care. Just get this book. Tell Dude. your mama about it when she's pooping. When she's taking a poop, she can read the the chapters. Dude, we should do like a challenge where people buy it and then donate it to the local library. <laughs> I did an event. I did an event at the at the Abilene Library the other day. It's been a long time since I've been in a public library, but boy, it brought back memories of my childhood. The really, libraries just they just books. They all smell the same, right? They do. It makes you they smarter do. just smelling that smell, dude. Uh, let's let's go to a break. We'll talk about more stuff. Uh, I love my um, uprising food. I was actually eating it for breakfast this morning. Very very good stuff. I love this stuff, man. The chips, the whole thing. You say what's uprising food? Well. This company's got a mission to liberate all of us from a fundamentally broken food system that's stealing our health. They've cracked the code on healthy bread. Now, you simply can't find anything that's this healthy, that tastes this good, that's this fresh. Two net carbs per serving, six grams of protein, nine grams of fiber. They cover paleo, clean keto, simple low-carb diets, high fiber, dairy-free to grain-free lifestyle— all of their products are baked with real superfood ingredients. They've got the almonds, the MCT oil, apple cider vinegar, egg white, psyllium husk, olive oil. They've nailed the taste factor on both their sourdough-esque cubes and the crunch factor on their newly launched Freedom Chips. I love those things. They taste like those old school rye chips uh, that you dig for. And let me tell you, super filling. Here's what I want you to do. Uprising Food. They're offering our listeners $10 off their starter bundle, which includes two superfood cubes, a uh, four-pack of Freedom Chips to try. Go to uprisingfood.com slash watchchad. The discount's going to automatically be applied at checkout. Uh, uprisingfood.com slash watchchad. We'll be right back. So the other day I got a call from one of the executives here at Blaze TV and they said, you know, you keep talking about not being having a contract here. You know, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to we're going to take care of you, man. We're going to have you, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to still be here. <laughs> Dude, don't do that. That uh, means me and Mark got no job. Uh, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> you go with me when I go work for Alex Jones. Um, well, <laughs> I, I love the ongoing jokes with the executives here. They don't think it's that funny. They don't think it's that funny. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, so Broadway's back, and so is coronavirus. I, I don't know if you know this or not, guys, but I'm a huge fan of Broadway musicals. We've talked about this before. We've, we've sung some of the musical stuff on here. 
Um, and I went to that Aladdin, uh, the Aladdin play on Broadway. Fantastic show. Fantastic. I don't know if you realize it or not. It's fantastic. If I'm being quite honest. <laughs> Aladdin performances have been halted after unnamed members in the musical's cast and or crew tested positive for COVID-19. The Broadway show had just reopened on Tuesday, but will now be shut down again. So they were back for a day. They were back for a day. Uh, they uh, they said they, it was going to be canceled. Um, said through our rigorous testing protocols, breakthrough COVID-19 cases have been detected within the company of Aladdin, the new Amsterdam theater. Beautiful theater, by the way. They uh, put out an official statement in... Uh, <laughs> This is this is the news, folks. Aladdin, folks. That's that's the whole deal. Um, uh, Broadway shows such as Hamilton, Wicked, Lion King, Chicago would have a hundred percent capacity in their auditoriums. Uh, it's, that's like, like. Let me just. Okay, so we have to. Do we have to choose our words carefully with this stuff? We kind of do, don't we? Because we're we're in. They want to shut down our platforms. We have to be careful what we say. So I've been calling it uh, the blah blah blah. Oh, I like it. That's actually really famous. The blah, blah, blah. The blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So if if I am pro blah, blah choice, then I'm going to get banned. If I'm, if I'm anti blah, blah, then I'm still going to get banned. I, I have to be pro blah, blah. Pro blah, blah, 100%. Well, folks have been getting blah, blahs for history, throughout history, throughout millennia. Um, believe it or not, literally no one throughout the history of mankind, has lived forever. They, they haven't. They just, nobody's done it. Everybody dies. They die of something. But for some reason, like, this is the most critical. This, these blah, blah deaths are the most critical deaths that have ever happened to all of humanity. We must shut everything down. I mean, you can't go to the theater. You can't go to a Broadway show. You can't go to the bar. You can't go to church. You can't go to the gym. can't do any of these things because of the blah, blah. The blah, blah is going to kill you. And everybody is going to die of some form of blah, blah. And I love what Norm MacDonald said. He said, we at least know what's going to kill us now. We just don't know in what order we're going to go, right? Because the blah, blah is going to get you. So we're in this all out shutdown, move to an island, close yourself off, cloister yourself in a cave, rinse your body in antibacterial goo all day, every day, gargle with tequila and or whiskey and just fight. The blah, blah, because the public is infected with so much blah, blah, and the blah, blahs out to get you. So put on your blah, blah masks and make sure that you get your blah, blah shot. Um, and, you know, if you don't do that, big brother, big brother is going to come get you all over the blah, blah. Personally, I think big brother can kiss my blah, blah. That's the way I, I see it. If I want to go to the damn show, I'm going to go to the damn show. I mean, you know, people get the flu. Don't they? Do they still? Is the flu still a thing? No. I don't even know if have the flu seen, is still a thing. Have you seen? I've seen it a couple of times and mainly on Walgreens of uh, the West Coast where oh. it's calling Walgreens the paradise of the blah, blah. Mm. Have you seen that? It's a blah, blah paradise? Blah, blah paradise where you could get two blah, blahs at the same time. What? Yes. I'm still waiting till I can get all six blah blahs at once. Really? Yes. 
Like, I don't want any of the blah blahs in my life, so I'm going to get the blah blahs to avoid the blah blahs. Now, is this something where you could blah blah out of the wazoo? Like the blah blah on the view? You get blah blah out the wazoo. That's okay. what that's what Joy Blah Blah Behar said. Yes. Uh, I believe in the Joe Biden Build Back Better Blah Blah Billion Dollar Plan. Oh. Yes. Is that included on the $4.7 trillion bill? Uh, I don't, blah, it's blah, in blah. one of those 10,000 pages okay. uh, that's in there. But it's okay, man. It's okay. Hey, listen, I, like, I'm opposed to this lawsuit happening in California. Parents have filed a lawsuit to stop curriculum that makes kids pray to Aztec gods. Who knew there was such a thing? I mean, apparently they had part of that in their curriculum. Uh, three parents filed a lawsuit, a lawsuit accusing the California state school curriculum of violating the U.S. Constitution over an ethnic studies lesson that asked kids to pray and chant to Aztec gods. Do we know the chant? We needed the chant. Um, I think it's maybe in this article. I'm excited to get there. Um, our clients are not opposed to having students learn about different cultures and religions, including the practices of the Aztecs. Um, this is what a special counsel to the Thomas More Society said. Uh, but the California State Board of Education's approved ethnic studies model curriculum goes far beyond that by directing students to pray to Aztec deities. This portion of the ethnic studies model curriculum is not only offensive, but blatantly unconstitutional. Now, I agree with the parents. I agree with the parents. Like, if your kid wants to privately pray to an Aztec god, that's their business. Um, the same as if they want to pray to any other god. Uh, like, like, let's talk about prayer in school for a minute. Like, uh, should, we, should we really offend everybody today, Chris? Because all the blah blahs that are out there. Uh, like, you know, like we raise this big stink about prayer in school, right? We've got to have prayer in school. We've got to have prayer in school. That's like saying, that's like saying, um, you, you know, we need to have, um, <laughs> it, we need to run into burning buildings in order to install the fire extinguishers. Uh, it's like it's already a, a mess, right? We need to burn the whole system to the ground. And uh, so, so this whole deal, I appreciate what they're doing here, but do you have a leg to stand on in that? Because if you're gonna, you know, it, just, I don't think you make any of that stuff part of the curriculum. I don't, but. Um, God, we're in a mess in a, as a world. Like we're really having to sue the state of California over uh, chants, proverbs, and affirmations to Aztec gods. Um, but hey, good for you, parents standing up. I'm glad they did uh, because I I would. What else we got? Uh, Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe says parents shouldn't tell schools what to teach their kids. Um, that's amazing to me right there. Uh. <laughs> you should just let the schools tell your kids to chant to deities that are Aztec gods. Uh, but no, parents shouldn't have the right to tell schools what to teach kids. I mean, you're just the parent. I don't know where the Board of Education was, Mom, when you were spitting that six-pound, eight-ounce child through your uh, whatever— and and while you when you were getting through your blah blah and and you were scraping the skin off a of dad's arm right there in the delivery room and telling him how much you hated him for doing that to you, but the board of education man they don't they don't want you having to say mom and dad not at all. So what we've seen over the course of the last twenty months is our school systems refusing to engage with parents. In fact, in Fairfax County this week, we watched parents so upset because there was such sexually explicit material in the library. They had never seen it. It was shocking. 
This is what his opponent, Glenn Youngen, said uh, in um, the Republican candidate in the gubernatorial election there in Virginia. He said, and in fact, if you veto the bill, that would have informed parents that they were there. Uh, you believe school systems should tell children what to do? I believe parents uh, should be in charge of their kids' education. And uh, McAuliffe said, so first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. <laughs> he doesn't understand that what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not the parents that the parents had the right to veto the books, Glenn, not to the knowledge about it, also to take them off the shelves. I'm going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it, replied Youngkin. Yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach, McAuliffe said. Woo-wee, boy, howdy. I have a question, Chad. On that book, Am I Crazy? Uh-huh. Do you have anything about the school oh, parents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do. So I got... I got, a, I got a video, and I think I mentioned this in the other day's show. I, I, I got a video shut down from January of 2017 called I Beat My Kids. Yes, yes, I Beat My Kids. And they shut it down. I asked Facebook to review it. Didn't matter. I mean, I was in jail already. And uh, they said, well, um, I, and it was about playing chess with my kids. No, I don't allow them to win. I don't let them win. I want them to beat me. In the meantime, I beat them. I mean, I'm going to use my bishop and my knight to paint the walls blood red with their pawns and, uh, and ultimately their king. And so, but Facebook reversed the decision. They said, hey, we got this one wrong. Uh, but that doesn't matter. They re-upped my, uh, my sentence. I missed parole. Now I'm in a 30-day ban. But as a, like, as a gubernatorial candidate, I should be able to sue Facebook, right? As a gubernatorial yeah. candidate in the great state of Texas, forget the fact that our governor said he was he was going to hold these social media giants accountable for uh, conservative censorship. Did he actually do what DeSantis do in Florida? Because I know he likes to copy what DeSantis. I don't think he I likes to copy so. saying what DeSantis says. Got it. Oh, but he hasn't done anything. That's a, that's a disingenuous, Greg. Let's talk about this. ESPN star blasts Disney's sick, scary vaccine mandate. Says she got the J-A-B, but didn't want to do it. So that was ESPN. Sage Steele revealed this week that she got a blah, blah, vax, blah, blah, uh, required by her bosses, even though she didn't want to do it. Wow. Uh, uh, said that they'd given the employees until the end of September to get the blah, blah, or hit the bricks. So she took the blah, blah even though she wanted to avoid it. I didn't want to do it, but I worked for a company that mandates it, and I had until September 30th to get it done. Mm. Oh, boy, this is the world we're living in, man. And on that end, Chad, if you don't get the blah, blah, like, what is there to do? Like, are we going to just have a society that relies on government help? Like, that? Yeah. what is it they want? Like, universal basic income, whatever you want to call it. So... Let me, let me go one step further, and let, let me tell you, and I wanted to get to this last week and, and didn't get a chance to, but something that's disturbing me at this point, and, and it's so true, um, is the fact that the uh, CDC has now come out. The CDC has come out and declared that gun violence is the next public health emergency, and they want to use every gun uh, power-grabbing precedent they set during COVID-19 to, I'm thinking blah, blah, sorry, to take your guns away. 
the, the TDC has now implemented a, a study on gun violence after labeling it a public health threat. So to your point, yes, that's exactly what's happening. But now it's going to reach into everything they want to dictate in your life. They've determined now they just make it a health issue. Uh, it's a public health threat. So they want to have, according to the CDC, uh, they want to craft swift interventions as they have done to contain the, the blah, blah, blah pandemic and other national health emergencies. So pay attention, folks. That's what's happening in your world. Now they've, they've set the precedent of what they could do. So now they're going to determine all of these things of what the government says is for your health and for your safety. And now they're just going to use the mandates to take away your freedoms. How much more do you want to take, boys and girls? How much more do you want to take? Uh, these are things like, I, I, like, believe it or not, I give solutions in my book, Am I Crazy? Where's it at? It's over there. I, I, I give solutions to this. We don't just talk about the woke world. We give solutions. How to fight back. Um, I, I am disturbed, folks. I, like, I just know that at this stage in the game, um, I ain't backing down. I'm not, like, whatever. I'm not hiding. I'm not going to, we could call it the blah, blah. We could do whatever we want to say. Listen, I, look, I've already, I've already embraced the ban, Chris. I've embraced the ban. I know that, that my shelf life was limited as it was. Um, you know, I use social media to build a following, to build a platform, to use my voice. And now that's been being taken away. Systematically, it's being dismantled, all of that stuff. So, so most people would just like bow to the system, bow to Big Brother, kiss the ass, and, and you, know, you know, embrace the, the authoritarianism. I'm not one of those guys that's going to do it. If I got to stand out on the street corner and preach like a, you know, you know, John the Baptist out there and eat locusts and honey and a wild man and go, go live in um, Alex Jones's dumpster out behind his big house or something, that's what I'm going to do. Because I ain't shutting up, man. I am not going to be quiet about this stuff. They're coming for you. They're coming for me. They're coming for all of us. And it's gotten ridiculous. And, and we're going to sit back at some point in time. At some point in time, somebody's got to look at this thing and say, nope, absolutely not. Where are we going to set up the borders of freedom? They say, you shall not. I like, I love when Gandalf and the dragon's coming across the bridge. You shall not pass. That's what we got to do, man. This federal overreach. You shall not pass. Ah. Hey, how much equity do you have in your home? 50,000, 100,000, maybe a whole lot more. Cybercrime experts, they're alerting homeowners that have a lot of equity that the greater, that it's the greater chance the more you have that foreign and domestic criminals are going to come after your home and home title theft home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes in the world home title lock is the only leader in home title protection that is alerting homeowners that they could already be a victim and not even know it cyber thieves they search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes they pull your home's online title they forge your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to them and they take out loans using your equity and you're not covered by insurance banker at common identity theft programs you got to protect your most valuable asset right now register your address to see if you're already a victim receive a complete title history of your home that's a hundred dollar value go to hometitlelock.com go to hometitlelock.com we'll be right back
my! You know, I kind of feel like, um, kind of feel like the Titanic is sinking, and those guys just chose to play. You know, the band just chose to play out there on the deck of the sinking ship, and uh, that's what I'm doing, man. I'm just out here playing, out here playing. But I hope somebody will stop and listen to the music long enough to understand that there is hope. There is. As long as there's human beings, there's hope. As long as there's life, there's hope. But I, but like I want to remind everybody that tyranny has ruled more of human history than freedom has. Tyranny. And this idea that we are exempt because we are modern Americans, right? Like we think that as Westerners, that we, we've come far enough and our eyes have been opened. We've gotten quite literally woke that we think that this sense of tyranny can't affect us anymore. There's something wild about human nature, though. Human nature wants to dominate other people. There's something about human nature that wants them to not be equal, to be, but be in charge. And when, when we're in charge... We become very hard taskmasters with one another. Our nature is to be greedy and to take. You read in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, he used a, a certain sin that was from the Ten Commandments. He used a certain sin to describe uh, a scenario. He said, if I am covetous, if I covet something that my brother has, it's interesting that he used the sin of covetousness to me because he didn't use murder. He didn't use adultery. He didn't use false uh, testimony or lying. He didn't use any of those because you could see those outwardly, right? You could see if somebody's been murdered. You could see the results of a lie. You know if somebody's telling a lie and so on and so forth. But he used the hidden sin of covetousness. And covetousness is when you have something and I want it and I'm coming to take it from you. I want it. I desire it. And you don't always go take it, but it is an inner heart's desire that drives you. You become bitter. You become uh, wanton. You, you, you get to a point of discontent because others have something and you want it. And there's something that drives us as humans, something that people can't see outwardly, that covetousness for power, that covetousness of, for dominance, to be in charge, to have authority. Social media has given us two very big um, fake claims on life. One, it's given us a false sense of fame and voice, and it's given us a false sense of authority. Both of those things feed our covetousness, feeds our desire of greed, our desire for more. And it doesn't matter who we consume in our path of seeking more, consumpt and consuming more. So we're at a point right now where when those people get that power, when people get, they get that little taste of being in charge of, and controlling other people's lives, tyranny is the result. And once somebody fulfills that, that lust of covetousness for power, and that power, that vacuum, that void starts to get filled, they never give it back. They never give it back. Tyranny is never um, surrendered. It has to be taken back. It has to be taken back by force. That's why the bulk of human history 
Read your history books while you still can. The bulk of human history has been men subjugating other men at any means possible. History is defined by man's inhumanity to man. That's why history, its bookmarks, its check places, its stepping stones are moments of violence, moments of domination, moments of murder and rage and oppression and genocide. Because once the tyranny is tasted, it can't be taken back. And unless we use force, unless we use truth, we will never take it back. Folks, we're, in the, we're on the precipice of a tyranny like this generation has never known. Social media has made it possible. Big tech has made it possible. Uh, big media has made it possible. And big government. Everywhere I go, people are asking me, how do we make a difference? How do we change? I say, well, we're at a, we're at a point right now where we've allowed the covetousness of our government to get so great and consume so much that we don't know how our voices have been taken away. Taken away. Our power has been taken away. Folks, we surrendered so much. You remember we used to write letters to each other? You remember we used to be able to pick up a telephone and call each other? We don't even have landlines anymore. Somebody asked me recently, said, does anybody still know Morse code? I was like, yeah, I think. Ham, ham radio operators do. So most people don't even know what a ham radio is anymore. They don't know what any of that is. They don't understand. Uh, what was that old movie, the one with, um, um, oh, God, well, I can see his face, I can't call it, where he went out over the radio every night from, like, his van or whatever. It was, um, oh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater? Yeah, it was Christian Slater. Look that up, Chris, that movie. I want to go back and watch that movie. Another movie that I've gone back and, and been, been uh, rewatched recently is V for Vendetta. Listen to, the, listen to the, the dialogue that's in that movie and tell me we're not living that out. I'll tell you another thing. Uh, go and read Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. Oof. Go read the history of the French Revolution. And tell me we're not living in many ways those days. Because I often encourage people to read Algis Huxley's Brave New World or George Orwell's 1984. And people want to tell me that I don't understand the philosophical underpinnings of an Algis Huxley or a George Orwell. That's insignificant to the purpose right now. Read the books and you'll see. Because the results still come to the same conclusions. Folks, tyranny is real. Tyranny is here. And if you think tyranny is going to be given up, it's not. So keep making that sound. Keep reading. Keep writing. Uh, I heard Glenn say something last week on his radio show, and I believe that it is very profound. Memorize. Memorize. Go back and watch Denzel Washington's Book of Eli. Memorize the scripture. Memorize the poets. Memorize the philosophers. Educate your mind, because they've made us very, very lazy. Social media has certainly done that. We've lost our ability to read. In fact, they say that a college graduate, if they don't read, that after a period of nine to 10, maybe a year, nine to 10 months to a year, their reading comprehension level reverts back to a seventh or eighth grade level. What are you reading? What are you at least listening to? Do it while you still can, folks, because I think the day is coming where they're going to take away all truth. They're going to consume it from us because that's what covetousness of tyranny does. Folks, we are being dominated in a great, great way. 
I want you to exercise your mind. I want you to think critically. I want you to educate and impart your soul to the next generation. Someone asked me the other day, they said, how will you reach the next generation? It's through the process of discipleship, folks. It's a biblical concept, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. I want you to impart your soul into other people's, impart your thinking, your way of thinking, your mindset. Benjamin Franklin said he, he became educated by sitting at the feet of adults and learned men. Folks, we got to pass ourselves on to the next generation. If not, we are doomed to a future of tyranny, a tyranny of overreach, and a tyranny of covetousness that will consume everything from us, the least of which is just our mortal lives. Let's talk about how to stay healthy in the meantime, folks. Uh, you hear a lot of talk about variants, masks, vaccines, but nothing about changing your lifestyle, eating habits, or what makes you a prime candidate for being sick. The fact checkers, they go nuts when you suggest that there's more to being health than wrapping a mask around your head and getting the blah, blah. Folks, use common sense. Field of Greens is unlike other superfoods because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables packed with antioxidants. It can support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Plus, it's pre and probiotic. It's great for everybody in your family. And unlike other nutritional drinks, which rely on only one vegetable, Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. Uh, taking Field of Greens is super easy. Put a scoop of it in a glass of water, drink it, stir it, stir it up, drink it, and you're done. Best part is it tastes great. It really does. Go to BrickHouseChad.com. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code CHAD. I spell it CHAD at checkout. Give it a try, folks. Your body's going to thank you. BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Use promo code CHAD. We'll be right back. Pump up the volume. Thank you, Chris. That's the name of the movie, Christian Slater. Dude, that's um, an oldie. That's a 90s. 1990, that yes. movie came out. Um, an Arizona, an introverted and insightful teenager uh, finds an outlet for his viewpoints through a shortwave radio broadcasting as Hard Harry. Uh, pirate radio showed a rant against the injustices and hypocrisies taking place in the area and society in general. He conceals his off-air identity. Uh, that's kind of where we're going. Kind of where we've been. I was just going to say that. Isn't that what we need right now? Yeah, Those- dude. I'm telling you. And like, that's why I talk about doing a newsletter and all that stuff. I'm serious about doing that. Like, I've been searching, like, how do I come up with like a little newspaper that comes out once a month? Because I want to disciple people's brains and how to think about things, right? And like, look, I've done the shtick of the cowboy hat and the whole thing and take me for granted. I'm just a good old boy, blah. And I am, right? I'm, not, I'm true to who I am. But I'm 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 a I'm a somewhat educated person that sometimes I, people take for granted. I want us to I want us to help people think again, man. And, and that's being that's being lost. I, I tell you, am I crazy? It'll educate your mind. It'll make you laugh along the way too. I mean, I'll talk about the invading aliens and the skinny jeans and the men's rompers and Gwyneth Paltrow's candle. Uh, but but then we'll we'll talk about some stuff like the philosophy and the and stuff behind Trump derangement syndrome and why that stuff exists and vanishing history and uh, you know this kind of stuff and the and the fact that we're losing meaning in our society. Uh, I even have that segment in here, the one that banned me uh, on page one ninety seven, the chapter I beat my kids, and uh, you can read all about it. Anyway. By the way, I have that Gwyneth Paltrow candle. I could bring it and light Do it up. You? 
Yeah, I do. Seriously. <laughs> oh my god. I haven't lit. I bought it like two years ago to for a show, and no one wants to light it up. They're scared. I want to like, light it up. Okay. Cool. I want to smell it. Um, United Airlines set to fire almost 600 employees over the blah blah mandate. Uh, they're going to fire almost 600 uh, U.S. based employees because the the deadline for the blah blah uh, came and went. So there you go. Do we have that clip from that CEO? Let's play that. What are your thoughts about having to cut those workers? <laughs> well, look, I'm really proud uh, and gratified that the United team, uh, excluding the people that have applied for religious or medical accommodations, over 99% got vaccinated. It proves that vaccine mandates do work and that you can get a huge percentage of your popul- of, of your workforce vaccinated. You know, I wish it had been 100%, but it was never going to be 100%. But I think 99% we feel feel really good about. Um, I, you know, I feel bad for the 593 people, the less than 1% uh, that are going to leave. But we were focused on doing the right thing for United Airlines. Uh, and it's great to have this in the rearview mirror for us and the ability to just move forward now. So let's apply that logic elsewhere. Man, I sure am glad we got so many people out of Afghanistan. Sucks to be one of those 13 service members that got uh, you know, killed in a suicide bomb. Uh, sorry that they didn't do it, but you know, I'm pretty proud of our efforts right there. That, that's just just stupid. I mean, like, oh, I'm just sorry that you had to lose your job because, you know, you, you 593 people, y'all are insignificant. Y'all are non-essential, right? But 99% of our people were willing to be f***ing sheep to keep a job and a paycheck. And f- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whatever his name, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, sick of that fat face, too. Talking about you need to kick people out of the league, which I don't care who's in the NBA. I don't. You need to kick people out of the league. They're bad citizens. They're not good citizens. That's what he said. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I actually had to look up to see if he was dead. I thought he was, I, like, I didn't know if he was alive still. I thought he was dead a long time ago. <laughs> I think it was Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, okay. Um, whatever. I'm so pissed off of this. Like, th- this is the world we're living in, man. And, and people are like, my mom, my mom, honestly, she called me last week. She thinks I'm in Facebook jail for cussing. I'm like, mom, I'm like, mom, the Antichrist doesn't care if I cuss. They don't care. Uh, the, the tyrants don't care if I cuss. They care if I go against their agenda. So screw United Airlines. I didn't even know United Airlines was still in business, honestly. By the way, is that going to hurt? Business, I thought. What? Should like, and the whole thing is like I thought like healthcare workers and all these workers like keeping America alive were so important last year, but today. Yeah. Hey, look, look, Chris, man, I like I've I've you don't know how many canceled shows. I, I don't mind telling you. Like people say, oh, people are losing their jobs. Okay, let me, let me explain something to you. Now, in terms of gross gross production, I'm probably sacrificing about. Half a million dollars in the next 12 months of gross income because I refuse to go out and do live shows in places that mandate vaccines. I, I canceled eight shows across the entire country of Canada. I'm not going up there and quarantine for 14 days. Kiss my ass. I'm not doing it. And these various places out there that are mandated, I'm just not going to do it, man. Not going to do it. You want to get more angry? Yeah, let's play it. TikTok me. When our child Zoomer was born in 2016, my partner Brent and I decided to raise them without assigning a gender. 
We didn't disclose their reproductive anatomy to people who didn't need to know. That's we girl. used the gender neutral pronouns they, them, there until Zoomer could tell us what pronouns fit best. And we taught Zoomer about bodies, gender, identity, and expression in an expansive and inclusive way. We wanted to hold space for the possibility that Zoomer could be intersex, transgender, or non-binary, and we were committed to protecting them from experiencing sexism in early childhood. Zoomer wore all the clothes, played with all the toys, and got to experience a childhood free of gender stereotypes. Around Zoomer's fourth birthday, he told us that he's a boy and that he loves he-him pronouns. Zoomer knows who he is and understands that gender is not binary and that his body doesn't define his destiny. We call this gender creative parenting, and there's resources and an amazing community waiting for you if you want to learn more. And they're doing a shitty job of making Zoomer look like a boy. I, I mean, like you really should honor his pronouns and cut his hair. Um, like that—that's something stupid. You know, our shirt out there. My new favorite shirt that we produce. Uh, my pronouns are she, uh, the, she, it, uh, the, she, it. And uh, that's that. We got it. Watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. Pronouns: the, she, it. Uh, that's what I think about all of that stuff. And guess what's going to happen when Zoomer becomes like, I don't know, 55 years old and it comes time to pick out a nursing home for you? I hope he doesn't give you a choice either. Like, like I hope like you're, you're going to buy. Oh, but we gave you a choice. No, nah, I hope he doesn't give you a choice. Like, I hope he just sticks you somewhere for, for, for abusing him, for abusing him, for, for like, why don't you? <sighs> why are we why are we making this okay? Why are we making this okay? Look, I want authority to be in the parents' hands. I do. But when you are doing this this hypergenderfication of your children and you want to go to TikTok and put it out there, like I've been on social media, a very popular me social media person for a number of years now. You're not going to find pictures of my kids. You're not going to find them. You know why? Cuz they're not part of it. Stop making your kids part of the damn ideology, folks. Stop politicizing and genderizing and sexualizing your kids, trying to make a point that you believe in, because that child was born innocently into this world. And you know what? They smile, they cry, they want, they hunger, they pee, they poop. They do all of these magnificent things. And sometimes they play. Just let them be, man. Just let them be. Hey, at least thanks for letting them be born. That's better than I can say for a lot of folks. Hey, we'll be right back. to catch myself because i get a little thin-skinned i like I, i'm not i'm not thin-skinned i just i'm i'm like the, the the stuff like just it bubbles up and it's closer to the surface that's i put it that way uh, oh look at you picking out a picking out this review go to where podcasts are offered specifically apple Podcasts. leave us a five-star rating and a review mrs jocks son uh 20 mrs jackson 20 chris cracks me up even spelled it right Talking about Gaston, I hear Chris Cruz laughing in the background, making me LOL. It is one of my favorite things, Chris, when you giggle back there. Gaston. Uh, let's see. From BLM equals lies. Preach it, Governor. Somebody needs to start checking Chad's blood pressure periodically throughout the episodes where he gets fired up. I love it. Bring on the newsletter. Where do I sign up? Oh, my brother is coming. And I'm assuming that's a brother. I don't want to assume genders. I don't, I don't want to put, call a Zoomer on them. Oh, man, man, man. Don't fly United Airlines. How about that? 
You know, I bet they give a shit if 593 people didn't fly them, right? I bet it's like, you know what? 593 people bought tickets and said, you know, we're not going to get on that flight. Hey, go to watchchad.com. It's where the fun stuff is. And also, we got some fun stuff coming on uh, chadonblaze.com. And uh, if you haven't signed up yet, folks, sign up, blazetv.com. But chadonblaze.com, we got a new shirt idea coming out. We're going to yes, we do. do our own version of the FJB. That's right, Mama. It's because I'm cussing. It's party time. Hey, we will see you tomorrow on a Tuesday, 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 Monday's hangover episode of the Chad Brather Show. Be here. Tell your friends about it. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.